Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back, mummers. Over the years, I have worked with many, many women. I have connected with spiritual coaches, life coaches, healers, teachers, authors, experts. I have literally been seeking to understand myself for decades. Of course, there have been so many people that have played a key role in me understanding who I am and how to embody the changes that motherhood brought, but also to embody myself as a woman. But just recently, in the last 12 months, I met somebody who has had one of the biggest impacts on me, and I am thrilled to bring her to all of you today. Kel Casey is a spiritual breakthrough coach. I would describe her as a feminine embodiment guru. She has been able to help me understand who I am, the different elements of being a woman, the maiden, the mother, the wild woman and the wise woman, and really live this. What I mean by that is not just some random idea, but bring these energies into my life. Be braver, be more light, not take things so seriously. Follow my inspiration, be proud, explore who I am outside of the role of mother and wife and business owner. And so I wanted to get her on the podcast to share with you the beginnings of this too. You may have heard that matrescence is the journey from maiden to mother, but the way that Kel describes the maiden will completely change that idea for you. The maiden energy is not just the energy of your younger self. The maiden, as Kel describes, is the energy of inspiration, creativity, awe, playfulness. She is an energy that we all need to reclaim. When you become a mum, you can't leave that behind. And the grieving we often feel about the changes in our life is because we reject the maiden energy. I know you're going to get so much out of this conversation. Enjoy. about what it means to be a mother and a woman in this day and age. I'm Amy Taylor-Cabaz, author, mama, 
and former journalist. After spending 15 years chasing news and burning myself out trying to be Superwoman, I realised that I was chasing a dream that no longer served me. And since then, have dedicated myself to understanding the transition that we go through as women when our whole identity shifts with motherhood. Every week, I will bring you the very best insights and inspiration I can find to help us all change the way we feel about this time in our lives and create a movement that allows us to honour motherhood differently. Kel Casey, one of my favourite women on the planet, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. We are here to talk about the maiden. I don't want to say too much because the way that you describe these ideas just give me goosebumps and tears. But I want to preface it by saying that in matrescence, in this becoming of the mother, there is a lot of grieving of who you used to be. And it's often that young maiden energy that we feel like we've lost, perhaps forever, and we grieve that that part of us is no longer What I really want mamas to hear over the next half an hour, if we can stop at half an hour, is that she is not gone. You do not have to grieve her. She's just changed and we need to bring her with us. So let's start with what you describe as the maiden. Oh, look, thank you so much for bringing in the energy of the maiden to all of the mamas today listening. I really want to bring this sense of excitement and joy and creativity back into your daily lives. And for anybody who is transitioning through the cycles of disappointment or through exhaustion or depletion or the end of cycles, I just want you to know that the maiden archetype energy is actually in you to help bring about a change that's going to get you really thinking about what is it that serves me next. I love that. So when we look at a woman, we have so many beautiful, different, diverse elements, but it's nice to think for clarity's purpose that there are four archetypes within a woman. There is the maiden, the mother, the wild woman and the wise woman. And again, in matrescence, we move into that very strong mother energy. But the maiden is not just the first stage of our life. It's an embodied energy. So what is the energy of the maiden? So the maiden energy is that part of ourselves that seeks that playfulness and awe and wonder in our daily life. She is governed by every new moon. So that energy of new beginnings and manifestation. And she also relates to our pre-menstrual energy. Um, And so she's actually with us um, through the cycle of each moon and also through the cycle of our menstrual cycle each month. So she's always there to be tapped into. Why is it that we think as women that once we move into 
the next archetype, say, for example, the mother archetype, that we have to leave her behind. I mean, I have my insights and thoughts on this. I think we really feel that the mother has to be serious. She can't be playful anymore. She's not spontaneous. She ha- She's responsible. And so we really reject that part of ourselves. Why do we do that? I think that we are part of a larger system that actually tells us how we should be and how we need to be showing up. And, you know, moving from that maiden energy you know, say into the mother energy, it is all around that self-sacrifice and caring for others and looking at the needs of of others around us um, and potentially trading our own dreams to please those around us. So I really think that, you know, our society um, has trained us out of tapping into our intuition to have access to um, you know, the energy that we need in any certain part of our our day or even our, our month, Amy. Yes, and I remember when you first explained the maiden energy to me as that new idea, that spark of creativity, that inspiration. And you think about that, that's, you know, when we're in our 20s perhaps, the world is our oyster, everything's possible, oh, I could do this, oh, I could do that. And that's that real beautiful maiden energy. And instead of grieving the loss of her, we can bring her with us in different ways. Instead of um, feeling like she's gone forever, instead transform her to be more playful, as you said, be more in awe, wonder, ideas. So it's a real, we're never going to be who we were. We're never going to have that 20-year-old um, energy again, but we can bring parts of her into us, and that's what we need right now. Absolutely. And I think, you know, particularly as, as mothers, we lose our identity in, in motherhood, and a big part of our identity is that woman that once had her ideas, and she absolutely cherished who she was and she went into the world to be a giver of her ideas and her creations in whatever way that that was as a natural gift for us and it's almost like you know when we get to the phase of the mother we feel that we actually have to let this maiden energy go however you know if you're looking at all of the tasks that need to get done through the day as the mother, drawing on this playful maiden energy, the maiden of the creativity, the maiden of the conversations that help Mm. you to connect with others, the maiden as the bearer of the excitement and the connection with your children. She actually is alive in us all the time and it's really important to harness her so that we actually don't lose our identity in motherhood. And I love the way you say harness because this is what it's about. It's about bringing her with us. So you're a mama of three. You are in the trenches of little ones. You're also in Victoria, which means that you've had the toughest year in 2020. Absolutely. (laughs) So you really are deep in the role of mother so much in your life. In your own way, how do you bring in the maiden? The maiden for me particularly through 2020, a year that has asked 
so much of us, Amy, all of the mamas, mm-hmm. I've had to call on this maiden energy. And when I resigned myself to thinking that I can't follow the same structures and routines that had been paved in front of me, being a mama and also being a part of society. So during this COVID in 2020, I've actually had to relax into life a little bit more. I've had to understand that everything around me is actually continuous and I just can't get everything done. And I think really this maiden energy has helped me to be present more. So I really love to think of her as being that present moment and actually bringing this choice to us of how do I show up in this moment? Do I show up and actually come to this moment with uh, an excitement or with a playfulness um, and a peace of mind and knowing that I can't get things done? And if I can really draw on her, I tell you the day has just, you know, blended in to the most beautiful connections with my children over covid It's blended into the most magnificent creativity in my business and it's just blended into conversations with other mums around, well, how is it that you have been spending your time? And, you know, the reports and the, you know, the conversations I've had from other mummers in this time is that they've actually been able to bring in this idea of baking from home more with their children. They've been able to get out the paints and actually be a bit more playful because we've had the time to do that. And we've actually, I think, more to the point, given ourselves permission to spend more present moments with our kids and with ourselves. It's just been um, a huge transformation for me personally and actually a transition back into this maiden energy because it's just so powerful when you can tap back into it. And we get so focused on being productive and getting to the end result and being organized and being perfect and being on top of things. And that suffocates that joy, that presence, that lightness. When you talk about the maiden energy, it just feels light compared to the heaviness we bring to the day to day. That's what it is, isn't it? It's absolutely that. And I think, you know, as mamas and as women, We are actually always faced with a new cycle. There's always a cycle ahead of us to have to enter and to make a decision about. And there's always a grief around, you know, the ending of something or even the beginning of something and the fear of the unknown. And I really believe that tapping into this light, heart-centered, creative energy that we all harness within us is actually the key to being able to transition through anything that life throws at us. And I know, you know, in my time as, you know, a mama over the last seven years, I I have to say that I have been faced with some of the hardest times of my life, some of the most identity-shaking times of my life. And if I had known more about this maiden energy to tap into, I honestly believe the transitions would have actually felt more like a beginning than an end because that's really her energy and a way of thinking about your next step and how you're going to take it. Oh my gosh, can we just sink into that truth for a moment? The maiden energy is the energy of beginnings instead of endings. And this Mm. is what... 
and this is of no criticism to anybody, but matrescence is often described by others as the transition from maiden to mother. And yes, it is. Of course, it is about stepping into being a mother. But what I really want everyone to understand is that she comes with you too. It's not as if you're leaving it behind. And one of the parts that you work with women on is ensuring that you don't trade in your own Mm -hmm. dreams. You don't shut that part of yourself down. You don't shut down your creativity or that inspiration you had when you were younger and before motherhood came along, that you make sure you don't ever trade that in. Absolutely. And I just think it's really important here on that most profound idea, Amy, that you've just brought to this is, you know, when did it become okay as mothers and as a society for us to believe that we actually had to trade our desires, to trade our creativity, to trade that gorgeous, fun part of ourselves as a trade-off to being a mum or a trade-off to supporting our partners or people around us. Mm. You know, it's almost like this energy of the maiden, um, you know, almost we we grieve her in motherhood because we find ourselves pleasing Mm -hmm. other people and not ourselves. And, you know, maybe that's where as mothers we can actually start saying, I'm finding it difficult to fit everything into my day. I've got little people to tend to. I've got, you know, a responsibility um, in my partnership to get a level of, you know, or my equal, you know, share done or some of us have more of a load to fulfill. But at what point is it okay for us to deny our very sense of being? Because that's ultimately what the maiden is. She is our sense of who we are. And, you know, I find a lot in motherhood and I've been there myself where I have been so depleted and exhausted and questioning, you know, is this really for me? When really I'd actually made the choice to let that identity as the people pleaser and as the self-sacrificer take on more of a role than the, the woman who needed to bring a spark into my own day and ultimately I'm responsible for doing that Um, so I think we really have to just draw in this energy that you know we don't actually lose ourselves we can actually find ourselves at any moment of the day if we can breathe into her and ask what is it that I need in this moment I've got stuff going on all around me there's dishes that need to get done. I've got a child screaming. I've got shopping to do. But what is it that my soul needs and what is it that I need? And that's what the maiden energy is ultimately asking you. It's like the maiden is the anecdote to the martyr. Mm, yes, absolutely. Yes, and I actually hadn't thought about it like that Um And I think we all get ourselves into that cycle of being the martyr Mm. and we wear that as a badge sometimes. It's like this invisible badge of look at all the things I'm doing for you, Mm -hmm. yet we're not looking at the things that we need to get done for ourselves because we know that when we are really, you know, filling up our own cup, we are such better partners and we are such better 
mothers and we're able to navigate the roller coaster of life when we have our own cup filled. And that is the maiden energy. It's that nourishment of self. It's that looking at, you know, giving ourselves permission to rest, even for five minutes without feeling guilty. So if you're questioning, well, how can I bring the maiden into my life? She's already there. She's just asking you to bring her in so that she can rest with you. She can nurture you. She can bring in those ideas of creativity. She can bring in that idea of you doing, you know, reading the book or or doing the email that sets your heart on fire or doing the painting. It's all it's about is that self-care self-nourishment and the ideas that should no longer be suppressed in you but need to be given to the world as a gift. Yes, because when we look at what's happening around the world and, and, you know, 2020 even more so, we have an epidemic of exhausted women, Mm -hmm. exhausted mothers trying to carry it all. I mean, the research that is coming out about the effect of COVID-19 and lockdown and remote learning on mothers compared to any other demographic is heartbreaking, Kel. This is, Mm -hmm. we are going to have a pandemic depletion in women for a long time if we're not aware that, okay, we got through it, we did what we needed to do. This is no judgment. Everyone does what they have to do to survive. But once you can start to breathe a little, this is about lightness, joy, creativity, you know, putting some music on and moving your body, uh, cooking for the sake of joy and the smell of it. It's about these very tactile, I feel, ways of connecting to this energy. If you haven't been in it for a really long time, we almost need to do the practical to remember how it feels, don't we? Absolutely. And it really is just in those moments of making that decision of, you know, I have to get something done here, but how can I bring this tactile, embodied version of myself into whatever is at hand? Because it really is around mixing all of the elements of ourself so that we don't feel like we are being depleted, but in fact, that part of us nourishes us to then go and nourish the rest of our family. And Mm. it's such a beautiful balance when we just practice it. And really all of it, it, as you're saying, you know, put on the music, um, smell, you know, the, the aromas from your cooking, you know, smell into the hair of your, you know, freshly washed child mm-hmm. and just feel that joy of being in that moment. That's really what we're talking about today to really start to combat this epidemic of depletion because it's our responsibility in ourselves to change how we start to show up as mums and being mums that have this sense of being nourished and also having those stores to nourish others. And the best thing about this is it is so empowering for you, Mama. Kel and I send each other Voxer voice messages. Mm. For those of you who don't know Voxer, it's just a little app that sends voice messages back and forth. And Kel and I are known to get on a roll <laughs> and message each other back and forth for 
a little while where we talk about what's going to happen when the mummers rise together, when they really stop trading their dreams, when they realize that their joy, their presence, their happiness, their maidenhood, all of that energy is theirs to be claimed today. Watch out world. And that's what we're talking about, isn't it, Kel? That we claim this bit and then we rise. And I loved, I got goosebumps just listening to you describe a movement of mamas because we are at the forefront of that, Amy. And, you know, ultimately, I want to teach my children, my daughter and my sons the gift of them seeing their mum learn how to come home to herself because in that we'll teach our children to come home to themselves and that is what the movement is it's it's not about an external movement any longer it's about coming home to ourselves and to me that's really what we're talking about with this maiden energy it's claiming the whole woman I am so sick and tired of us feeling like the role model of the mother is this all-consuming role. It's not. You're a whole woman with complicated desires and beautiful ideas. And you can be a wonderful mother as well as still exploring all of these other parts of yourself. And as you beautifully said, Kel, that's what our kids need to see. They need to see a woman and hopefully one day a man really embodying all different parts of herself. And I have to say on just, you know, those powerful words is, you know, somebody once said to me that you teach people how to treat you. And, you know, when I look around, you know, being in the trenches with my children over the past seven years I have, you know, taught people that, you know, to treat me is to treat me with this badge of honour and that I'm a busy mum and sometimes I don't have time to stop and have conversations. And, you know, it only dawned on me over the last, you know, when my third child was born, you know, three years ago and then with this, you know, heightened sense of, you know, COVID really you know, feeling like some days it was really just suffocating. I actually had to relearn how I was going to treat myself and I had to teach my children to treat me in a way that wasn't just of a mother but it was a woman and I had things I wanted to achieve over this period and, you know, I just think it's all around, you know, teaching our children to treat us in a way that's not just their mum, but as somebody who has her desires and, you know, a life and wants to have interests to pursue. And, you know, if we can get just that right, if we can treat our children and teach our children that we are actually worthy of our own joy and interests, you know, is that not creating a movement of you know, a generation that hopefully will start getting it right in a system that has not served us so well. You know, that's my hope for, you know, all women out there that we can empower ourselves to empower our kids to just come back to this idea that we 
don't have to sacrifice ourselves to be a better person. It's actually in us being the better person that's going to teach our kids to go out and be the best that they can be. Oh, hallelujah. Everything Mm. you just said, that is so powerful to realise that we teach others how we want to be treated. Wow. And you know, I think that that would ring true for a lot of people through this year that we really have uh, been pushed to our edges so we can learn these lessons. And that's okay. You know, this is how we fall down and we rise again. As you and I always say to each other, here she comes. Here she's rising. (laughs) And it's just so beautiful to, you know, co-create this idea you know, Amy, with you and with all of the mamas listening because we are actually, you know, we've all been through the breakdown, Mm. you know, of 2020 and I know that we've all felt it so deeply and like I even know for me, I, you know, my moment was, you know, on the bathroom floor and just thinking how am I going to get through this? Mm. Um, I can't actually even see the people that... I need to help me get through this and it was in those moments that I thought well I have to rescue myself here and I have to bring a really good version of myself through this but have my breakthrough and to start taking on some of the most amazing moments through COVID in 2020 into what my new beginning is going to be what's my new normal going to look like and you know have I now got the courage to wipe away and to dissolve the things that actually didn't serve me or my kids or my family as a whole and to you know fill that space back up with the stuff that is really nourishing and going to really you know make life how I want it to be because really we are responsible for everything that we need to bring into our day so I guess that's really been a very big lesson, you know, for me over the 2020 year. I love that so much, the way you describe that. Mm. I think so many of us have been on the bathroom floor asking ourselves how to get through it this year. But as you said, to not even be able to see the people that you needed to be able to get through it. But then it taught you to rely on yourself and there's the new beginning and there's the courage and there's the awe and the wonder and the inspiration that the maiden will bring to that moment. And as you've said a couple of times, Kel, for everyone listening, you have that energy in you right now to claim as well. No matter how broken it feels, no matter how many things you've been through, she's there, she's waiting. You just need to call on her. And I know... In my own life this year, working with you, Kel, and you being my person, whispering these wisdoms in my ear, I have learned how to really call on that maiden energy, that beautiful, light, joyful, wondrous energy. And the transformation it's had in my life is is profound. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being that for me. And I know you are going to be that for millions of others around the world. Amy, thank you so much for and at this absolute honour to, you know, help you to hold space for all of the mamas um, listening in today. And just know that with every breath that you are taking, 
you have an opportunity to not only give, but to receive. And isn't that the best way that we can create new beginnings for ourselves for the rest of this year? With every breath. Thank you, beautiful Kel. Thank you so much. Kel Casey is one of my favourite women in my life right now. Her influence on me has been profound as both a friend and a spiritual guide. What she's shared in this episode is only the beginnings of what she does, but I really hope that her conversation with me has sparked some ideas within you to help you see that being a mother is not all-consuming. You haven't left behind this beautiful, young, creative energy. She's changed, of course. She's matured. She's wiser. But she hasn't gone. After the year we've all been through, after everything that motherhood asks us to be every day, after what our culture expects from us as a woman, embodying the maiden energy, that playful, beautiful energy that's all about you is one of the most important and powerful things we can do. You can find out all about Kel's beautiful work in this world by going to Kel Casey, and Casey is spelled C-A-S-E-Y dot com. And please share this podcast far and wide with all of your mama friends. And if you can, leave a review on your podcast player so more and more mamas can join this movement. Until next week. Satnam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.